Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. There's no other cars involved and the street's kind of wide. Or, or, you know, when you're on an airplane and the guy next to you has his legs really wide open, you know, because that's the room he wants to take. This is the plaintiff, Amina Lee. She says the defendant backed his truck into her car, breaking her very expensive bike rack. The guy's trying to blame her, saying it's somehow her fault. He was careless and didn't look where he was going. But hey, it's a free country. She's suing for $417.29, the cost of a broken bike rack. This is the defendant, William Scannon. He says the plaintiff left her bike rack in the down and open position, and no one would be able to see it, not even his backup camera. His truck was damaged. He thinks the plaintiff was negligent, and he should be the one getting awarded money today by the judge. He's accused of not looking where he's going. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $533.12 for damages to his truck. All parties, please hit your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Williams is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Lee, you are suing Mr. Scannon because he, according to you, negligently ran into your bike rack. You are counterclaiming against her because you say she negligently left the bike rack open and di- and your car got damaged. Let me hear from you first, Ms. Lee. Go ahead. Yes, on the evening of uh, January 11th, I was in the house. I had just picked up my equipment from my client's house from conducting the estate sales. And my client came in inside and said that someone backed into your bike rack. Now, mind you, I had I, I had the bike rack open because we were loading my vehicle with my equipment, tables, racks, and things like that. So, Was I your hatch open as well or no? No, my hatch was not open. The hatch was closed. Okay. When you say you were still loading the car... The mm-hmm. reason that the bike rack needs to be open is because you can't open the hatch without opening the bike rack? Correct. So the bike rack was tilted open so the hatch, so I can open up my trunk hatch 
So you have to keep it open like that, you say, because if you don't, if you have it closed... The hatch right there, yes. So it would literally be in your in your way to open it. Okay, so that's why you left it like this. Open. Now, the house that is in this picture, that's your client's house? Correct. Oh, and is this where your car was parked? Correct. Okay. And what happened? So the defendant backed his car out of his driveway on the opposite side of the street, hitting my bike rack. Oh. My car was parked. Right. But then that would put him in your neighbor's... Driveway. Okay. What's up, Mr. Scannon? What happened? Good afternoon. Uh, I have a Ford F-150. It's a rather large pickup truck. It's the extended cab. And it's very difficult to back out of my driveway at times. So... In the one picture that I did send, you'll, I took a picture where there was a car parked under the telephone pole uh, on the opposite side of Miss Lee's car. So normally I, I would be able to back up there and kind of K-turn out of my neighborhood. What I did this time was back straight into my neighbor's driveway to give me that extra room to get out. And when I backed up... Wait, wait. Okay, so hold on. This isn't a one-lane road. It's a two-lane road. Lane Road, yes. Right. So and which direction are you trying to go in that you can't just back out like other people back when out? When the accident occurred, there was a, a that car there, which is my son's car, was parked in front of my house, which would be on the left side of the picture in the closest driveway. That driveway is my driveway looking across at my neighbors. Yeah. Yep. So the owner was parked where that car is under that light. Okay. Like that. Miss Lee's car is... On the other side of that driveway. On the driveway, right up against the curb. So to get my car out, I, I, I couldn't back up and go to the left and then make the right to get out. I, so what I did was I backed straight into the driveway. No, but I understand what you're saying. I, I, I'm just surprised because when I read your answer to the complaint, I naturally assumed that this was like a, you know, when there's a road and it has room for one and a half cars and it's really narrow and then it's, you know, a guessing game of who's got the right of way or whatever. There's no other cars involved and the street's kind of wide. It, it, or, or you know, when you're on an airplane and the guy next to you has his legs really wide open, <laughs> you know, because that's the room he wants to take. But, I mean, maybe the guy who lived there didn't mind that you do that. I'm not saying you're trespassing, but technically, as much space as your truck takes, why can't you just back out like everybody else and be in the road when you're traveling on the road, as opposed to driving into your neighbor's private property? On the night the, the accident occurred, there were numerous cars in the road. It wasn't as wide open as that is right now. Well, I know it takes longer. I know that you got to go like this and do like a 10-point turn, and that's inconvenient. But what you did was drive onto someone else's property to get yourself out so you could get yourself out quickly. And then as it turned out, her bike rack was open, and you ended up crashing into it and destroying her bike rack, for which she wants compensation and for which, ironically, you want compensation to your car that you damaged. The car was parked. Her car was parked. She is a stationary vehicle, and that is a stationary object on the vehicle that she has a legal right to have on it, and you didn't see it. So how would this be her fault? If if the bike rack was up like it should have been and not hanging into the driveway, I would have never clipped it. That's like saying if the car was parked a little bit further, I also wouldn't have clipped it. Yeah. Yeah. Or if the light had changed a little bit faster, I wouldn't have had the car accident. But it is what it is. And the question is, when it is like this, whose fault 
isn't. The item didn't move. It was a stationary item. And with all due respect, I understand that it's more convenient to not do a four-point turn, but you are literally trespassing on someone else's property in a two-lane road where maybe the world doesn't belong to you and maybe you don't get to, you know, spread your legs on an airplane because that's the room you want to take. I, I keep saying that example. I have no idea if you spread your legs on an airplane. I do. Yeah, right. Well, don't put them in front of where my legs go because everybody has a right to be where they are. And she didn't do anything illegal by having the bike rack open. And you don't really have the right to back into your neighbor's yard and then complain if you run over something or hit something. This is your negligence, not hers. I am ordering you to pay the price of the bike rack, which is $417.29, because she has evidence from a bike company that it cannot be repaired. And I am not not going to order her to pay you a penny on the counterclaim. That's my judgment. So the plaintiff prevails all the way on this case and gets the $417 she needs to replace her bike rack. Mr. Scannon, uh, you didn't get anything in your countersuit either. It was not a good day for you in court. What are you thinking right now? No, it certainly wasn't, Doug. Um, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate it happened. Uh, I do still believe that she had no need to have the bike rack down. What can I say? Well, you know, as the judge said, you know, equally, you had no right backing yeah. into their driveway. So you can look at it that way, too. Anyway, that's the judge's verdict. I'm sorry, but uh, you're a loser. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. I appreciate that. So let's see what the plaintiff feels about this case right now. Uh, Ms. Lee, let me ask you how you feel about it. Well, I think I'm very pleased with the judge's decision because I really felt that I was not at fault here, you know, and because he was so hostile to the evening of the uh, event, you know, the best place to take it was to court. And I'm glad I did. Good for you. A lot of people may not have done that, but you certainly made the right decision. And I'm sure you feel vindicated. Thank you so much. Congratulations. Thank you. Harvey, what do you think about this case? Doug, here's the thing. When you are driving a car and you back up, it is your responsibility to know what's behind you, period. That if somebody is speeding up and you hit them, your fault. If you back into a driveway and you hit something, even if there was a blind spot, your fault. When you back up, the onus is on you. I went to small claims court and won my case, and now they won't pay. I went to a collection agency and they had no luck collecting. What can I do to collect the money? The fact of the matter is, when you win a small claims judgment in court, the game's not over yet. No, that, the game has just begun. Uh, and the next step is going to be to try to get that into your pocket. You can do it through a variety of means. You can seek post-judgment deposition of the individual or the company company representative for the people that you have the judgment against to that get means more you, information. A deposition is where you bring someone in pursuant to a court, court order. order and they have to answer your questions. Right. And your questions would be, what do you own? Do right. you have a bank account? Right. What's the account number on the bank account? Yes. Do you, how do you get, you a do you have a job? How much do you make? Do you have a car? You can't take their house. Most states have something that says right. homestead exemption, but you can garnish wages, as you said. You might be able to get maybe 25% of every paycheck or something like Until that. Until you're paid so you off. I mean, it's hard, and you have to pursue it, but you have to have the stomach for that. So I yeah. often tell people, do you really want to file that case? Yeah. If, you know, it I have friends... It money to get yeah, the money, it, too. It, it, you know, do you want to throw good money after bad? Is right. it worth it um, because of the principal or because right. of the amount of money? Right.
Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot This is the plaintiff, Mercedes Fernandez. She says the defendant's vicious pit bull bit her in the hand, causing extensive pain and injury. The defendants knew full well their dog was aggressive. It was irresponsible of them to bring him to a dog park. And she's here suing them for the $1,550.87 she's owed in medical expenses. These are the defendants, Mary Jane Mendoza and Willie Brown. Mary Jane says the plaintiff got in the middle of their two dogs fighting, and she stuck her hand out so her dog wouldn't get bit. That's right, it was like the plaintiff put her hand in the dog's mouth. Oh, her? No way. She's accused of being irresponsible. All parties, please raise your right hands. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Fernandez, you're suing Ms. Mendoza and Mr. Brown for $1,550.87 in medical bills that you have incurred as a result of their dog biting you. Tell me what happened. So on March 7th, uh, 2021, it was a Sunday, we um, went to the dog park after church and we got to the the first gate. Um, And, you know, all the dogs typically, they um, come up to the gate and you know, they smell each other and, you know, I get to know each other. So um, when I opened the second gate, all the dogs were up there. And um, I noticed that the defendant's dog was there as well, um, noticing that, you know, he was a pit bull. So I, you know, let them out. And as soon as I let my um, my Dalmatian out, um, Pepper, he went and started to, like, attack her. He had her under her. Who had, wait, wait, their pit bull started to attack your Dalmatian? Right. Okay. Yeah, he went up to her and was starting to attack her. So How? What was he doing? He was being aggressive, growling, and he went and went to bite her. And I put my hand in front of her, and that's when I got I got bit, unfortunately. Okay. And my 15-year-old daughter um, dragged him off of her and me after I got bit. Did she get bit too or no? No, no. Okay. She and did the dog get bit? Her. She did not. She was okay. under him under a scruff. So what happened to she your did. hand? Do you, have, do you have pictures of what happened to your hand? I did. I did submit that to, into evidence. Yeah, it hurts. 
So I imagine that the reason you know who the owners are because is because at some point the owners came up. What happened? Tell me about that. The defendant, Miss Mary Jane, she was, um, you know, very apologetic. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Um, then my daughter called the police. They came and then the um, they had the ambulance come as well. Did you end up going to the hospital? I did. And um, and hence the lawsuit for your ER bill, which uh, turned out to be one thousand five hundred and fifty dollars and eighty seven cents total in bills. And what did they end up doing? Did they have to stitch you up or anything or did they just cleaned it up and x-rayed and made sure that nothing was broken? What is it that they did? Exactly. They didn't stitch it. Um, They just cleaned it up, make sure everything was good. They gave me a tetanus shot. Um, antibiotics. Well, the tetanus shot hurts. It does. It It hurts. Right. All right. What happened, Ms. Mendoza and Mr. Brown? Who wants to tell me what happened that day? Yes, ma'am. Um, my fiance and I were conducting business on the phone. So the thing was, was that the, our dog has been to the dog park before we rescued him from, um, Collier County Humane Society. He, we have two cats. He has not, done anything with the cats. He plays with the children in her neighborhood. That was the first time ever that had happened because I've taken him to the dog park, pre- dog park previous to that and he and we take him to this place called Pet Paradise where he plays with other dogs, never had an issue. All I heard, I didn't see what had happened, but all I heard was, you know, there were a lot of dogs, there was a lot of commotion, there was, there was a lot of barking and next thing you know it, I'm hearing growling. And then I'm hearing screaming. So I look up and I see our dog. So I call my fiance, Willie, to come get our dog off of her dog. Was he on the phone as well or only you were on the phone? He was he was on the phone because we were conducting business. We, we OK, we, but we, hold on. That means both of you were on the phones. Right. Right. We were both we were both on the phones. We weren't that far away from the gate. So whenever the other people, whenever the other people came in with their dogs, he would, um, Batista would go up and smell them. and Batista the is the name of your dog? Yes, ma'am. What did you name your dog after? <laughs> the wrestler. <laughs> All right, go on. Yes, ma'am. So what ended up happening was that um, Willie ended up grabbing our dog. Okay, let me hear from you, Mr. Brown. What did you see happen there? Yes, ma'am. I heard uh, a bunch of commotion. I look over and it's our dog. He, he, he you know, he had her dog. By, by the throat she was in the middle of it trying to break it up nobody so i ran over there because nobody was breaking so i went over and, and nobody's gonna off. break your pit bull yeah that's your job get off the phones folks it's your pit bull nobody else is gonna go in there she instinctively stuck her hand there but it was instinct to protect her dog yes, so i went ahead and grabbed teeth off of her off the dog then i put him over by the tree and had him on the ground so he was trying to fight me, and I told him, I told him, I said, if you don't calm down, I'll break your neck. Oh, geez. Did he understand you? Oh, yeah, he understood because he couldn't, you know, he couldn't break my hole. You know, that's why I don't understand why she said her 15-year-old daughter pulled the dog. I don't know. I don't care. What I do care about, though, is her hand and it getting injured. And, and Ms. Mendoza, you were all kinds of polite at the yes, scene. Yes, I did. We exchanged numbers because I wanted to make sure she was okay. I had no idea that she was even going to send me. Uh, a bill for for what had happened and when well, what, what did you who did you thought she was going to pay for your dog biting her i don't see why i would be responsible because you're at a dog park 
you ta you take your own risk going to the dog park. You put yourself in the middle of a dog fight and you get bit. So I don't see why I would be responsible for that medical bill when you put yourself in that position. Okay, I, I hear what you're saying and I disagree with you. It's funny because when you said, one of you said, you know, when you go to a dog park and then there's a gate and then there's a second gate and all the dogs come, I don't go to a dog park. I spend my life doing this. I've met so many of you people that I did the, I, I got my first dog and was like, don't you go sniffing anywhere. I, I have totally failed to socialize my dog because all I've done is get a constant barrage of these cases all of my last 20 something years on the people's court. So I am petrified of this kind of stuff. Um, and I got to tell you, it sounds ridiculous that she got in the middle of a dog fight. It is exactly what I would do. I mean, instinct. It's instinct. You're trying to separate them. You don't think you're going to get bit. You're trying to separate them. You're not saying, no, bite me, bite me. You're literally trying to separate them. It's instinct. There will always be these signs at the dog park that say something like, dog park not responsible. You, you know, you're all responsible for yourselves. And that's true. You can't sue the city because something happens at the dog park. You waive your rights vis-a-vis -vis the city, but you don't waive your, your rights vis-a-vis -vis the people. And when you're in the dog park, it's not the time to be conducting business, y'all. You got to be paying attention to your pit bull, especially a pit bull you just got from a shelter, and especially with a dog that you don't know that well, because you've only had him a couple of weeks and someone else abandoned him, right? So did you, according to you, Ms. Fernandez, you spoke to the shelter that they got the dog from? I did. I did call and um, they sent me information regarding, you know, some history about the dog. What um, did they tell you? That he was previously aggressive with another dog in, in the shelter. And that when they caught him from wherever he was, um, that he was actually in a fight when, you know, they caught them. So um, that that were you guys not told that Ms. Mendoza and Mr. Brown? Um, we was not told what she said because if we was told that we would have never got the dog. But what did you think a, a pit bull was doing at the shelter? How, how old was your dog? He's a year. Right. A year old pit bull. Dog. Listen up, though. Let's think that common sense. A year old pit bull someone else had and gave up. Right. Wouldn't you be suspicious? He got away from his previous owner because they was. They was dog fighting. You mean like dog fighting, like actual dog fighting, like dog, like betting on dog fighting stuff? They had him as a bait dog. Oh, that's horrifying. So we took him in because the because the place that we got him from in Collier County did not tell us that he was aggressive with any other dogs because they had only had him for not even a week. And you, before you can the go bottom to line is the dog. If you're telling me that you knew that the dog was a fighter, that's even worse. Get off your phones and pay attention. Of course, you have to pay her medical bills. You saw her hand, right? That is painful as can be. And she's not even suing you for pain and suffering. She's suing you just for her hospital bills. She doesn't want to be out one thousand five hundred and fifty dollars and eighty seven cents. And she shouldn't be. And Frankly, now that there's been a bite at that dog park, you can't go back to that dog park. You know that, right? You, you can't have until you cannot now take your dog to dog. Keep taking your dog to dog parks because this is on record already. OK, so you'll be paying and paying big for the next thing because it'll clearly, clearly be negligent to have a dog that, you know, has bit someone be in a dog park again. My verdict is Ms. Fernandez in the amount of the $1,550.87.
So in this really interesting case over a dog bite, uh, the plaintiff does win the full amount, the $1,550. Uh, Men Ms. Mendoza, Mr. Brown, I'm, I'm really wondering what you're thinking now about the judge's advice. She gave you some really stern advice. I mean, she, that's, that's her opinion. We, we take our dog to Pet Paradise where he, he still plays where, where he still plays with other dogs. So we haven't taken him back to a dog park, but we take him to a place called Pet Paradise where they take care of him and he plays with other dogs. There's never been an issue. You're on notice. You're on notice, Mr. Brown and uh, Ms. Mendoza. Don't ignore it. All right, Ms. Fernandez, obviously you're getting your money back. Uh, I'm sure you're relieved about that. Am I right? Absolutely. I mean, I didn't think that I was responsible for, you know, uh, you know, for getting bit by their dogs. So I definitely, you know, am happy that, you know, that I'm getting reimbursed for that as well. All right. If I were you, <laughs> I'd be careful going back to a dog park for yourself, too. Well, Doug, I mean, this is a really good example that when your dog is in a dog park and playing and off leash, you still have an obligation to watch because dogs can get unruly and fight. And because these defendants were on their cell phone, they weren't paying enough attention, they weren't exercising proper supervision. And that is why they lost the case. What is the one thing that can instantly make your day better? When you're having a bad day, the one thing that always gets me feeling better, honestly, my dog, okay? <laughs> the dog comes bounding up to you with her wet nose and her tongue hanging out and you know, half jumping. Half her tongue. Because uh, our, our, our dog has half a tongue. <laughs> but, you know, she gets by with most of her, t with, you know, half of her tongue or so. But, you know, they just, they love you so much. They jump on you. They, yeah, I, I sit down on the sofa. It doesn't matter if I stink or I smell bad. In fact, she probably likes it better yeah, if I stink or smell bad. When you come from bad. the gym, she's right, very she's happy. even happier. Right? All on top of you. And it's just, uh, you know, that kind of usually brings me up a little bit. Right? Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. There's, Dog. There's, uh, there's nothing like it. She's, it's, it's this look of shock all the time. Right. When you you came, you right. came back. You left, right. and then you came back. Oh, I'm so it's happy. It's like the first time. Yeah. Yet, it's like the know. first time every time. Right. This is the plaintiff, Jaspinder Singh. He says he's a long haul truck driver who drove for the defendant, and the guy stiffing him on the job he did for him. He worked darn hard driving for hours on the road and deserves to be paid the $2,478.61 he's owed. This is the defendant Gurpreet Singh. He says you're darn right he didn't pay the guy for his last trip because he didn't return the truck to California like he was supposed to. Oh, him? No way. He's accused of... Trucking up a relationship. All parties, please raise your right hands. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Singh, you are suing uh, Mr. Singh, no relation, the owner of Terrific Logistics Incorporated for your last paycheck, which you say that he did not pay you. Jaspinder Singh, tell me what happened. Okay. So I drive for Mr. Singh last like five months and my trip starts from Indiana, where was my terminal. Your trip and starts from where? From Indiana, where's my hometown at. Indiana. Okay. And where yes. is the defendant's and business? California. And are you driving your own truck? No, I'm driving his truck. And where did you get his truck? 
from California, okay. and then I'm be driving all over the United States. I got it. And then how does he pay you? Because you're an independent contractor? Yes, independent contractor. Okay, so you're paid by the job, right? Yes. And yes. that's how, how many trips did you do for him total before things went wrong between you guys? I did. I did a lot of trips for him. I Can you tell me like the answer to my months. question, though? How many trips? Five or 50? More. More, more than, than 50. 50? More than, yes. All right. And did he always yes. pay you the same way right after the trip as soon as you turned in your paperwork? Yes. Except for the last time? Yes. All right. Now, I am speaking now to Gurpreet Singh. Tell me what went wrong with this independent contractor. And what was the reason that you didn't pay him the last time? When I hired uh, Jaspinder Singh, he said he has a certain amount of experience, which uh, once I hired him, I realized he did not. By DOT law, we are supposed to track every hour, every mile. So uh, you are supposed to clock in. You cannot work more than 11 hours, and you're supposed to clock out at 11 hours. There would have been times when I would notice that he showed on his logbook that he went to bed in one state, and then next time he started driving, he's 200 miles or 150 miles away from it. But I was hurting for drivers, so I, I, re- I, I figured I would train him, teach him how to do it. And at the time of hiring, I did mention to him that uh, in trucking, a lot of people do um, illegal logbook, which is why we have these laws now, which are uh, not not everybody likes it. And I informed him that I do run legally. I don't want any falsification. Do, do you have that device on his truck that shows electronically where he is? So how would he, yes. what do we do? Turn it off so he could drive longer distances? And yes. he would do that because he's not paid by the mile. He's paid by the job and he wants to get home earlier or what? He's paid by the mile. So he, if when he, every thir- uh, 70 hours, they would have to take a 34 hour mandatory break which means they would have to stay there wherever they are for a day and a half. Oh, and he doesn't want to do to, that. Right. He doesn't want to do that. I got so it. I said, why well, I have told you so many times, you know, I, if you get caught, it's on my company. I will be responsible for it. And he said, I'm a very safe driver. I said, that has nothing to do with it. Don't worry, I won't get if caught. Somebody, <laughs> so that day I, I kind of told him, I said, you know, please bring my truck back. Let's let's just finish the trip, this one. And, you know, I will buy you a ticket. You can go home and let's finish it. Bring my truck back to my yard, get paid, and, and we move our way. So, Mr. I Jaspinder totally Singh, yes. at some point, he's apparently unhappy with you. And he tells you that he doesn't want you, he, he doesn't want you to, dr- you know, he wants you to bring the truck back because he's unhappy with you. It's obvious it's not your truck. You know that at the end of whatever employment yes. you have with him, you have to bring the truck back, right? Yes. So what no, happened? Why didn't you bring the truck back? If I'm a, if I, if it is electronic logbook, it's not be supposed to. I can be turn it off and run it 200 miles away. He have my all records. I drive all legal. I'm sorry. Legal you can't turn off the the electronic monitoring at all. Yes. Because were you turning it off? That when he warned me, to, when he called me and tell me that, oh, you can turn it off and drive a half an hour and go to pick up the load, because sometimes he warned me to push up to pick up the load and take the turn it off. That I don't supposed to do that, but I'm still listening because that's what he wanted me to do it. So, do you have any proof of that? Me, he, he have my own logbook proof. It's all in. No, that would just be you. No, my my question is, do you have any proof that he told you to turn off the log? He called me and tell so me. So you don't have any proof of that? 
Okay. No, Can I, I ask you a question, though? Um, he, he told you at one point, we're done, and I'd like the truck back, right? Yes. Why did he tell you that mm-hmm. then? If, if you were doing everything exactly the way he wanted, and he's desperate for drivers, why did he fire you? There's something you're doing he's unhappy with. What do you think it was? Because the last time when I took up the truck, he met me on the, I was, I was taking a load at the Arizona and he met me in a halfway. He, he, he drove me and met me and gave me all the paperwork. That's not why, Mr. Mr. Singh, you know that's not why. The problem you had is that he didn't pay you for the last job. So why don't you just be honest and tell me that? He didn't pay you for the job before, so you didn't want to bring him the truck back until he paid you. Because my, my trip is finished. I'm asking the money which I already drive that. Right. My trip is finished. Right. And so talk to me about that. that. So you didn't and return that, the truck because yes. you wanted to get paid for your last job. How much were you yes. supposed to get paid for your last job? $2,478.61, yes. correct? All right. Yes. And what reason did he give you for not paying you for the last job? I don't know. Okay, let me ask him, Mr. Mr. Gupreet Singh, what reason do you have for not paying him for the last job? Um, I asked him to bring the truck back and we will settle our last payment. I was just, I I informed him that I want the truck back and that's just a security deposit because he had $200,000 worth of equipment. So Um, you took his paycheck as security for yourself because you figured I need to have leverage over him for him to bring the truck back because otherwise you thought he might not bring the truck back? Yes, because... So he wouldn't get in the truck and bring the truck back to you because you wouldn't pay him his paycheck. You tell him, bring the truck back and I'll pay you. And what does he say? Pay me and I'll bring the truck back. He said, There's, I'm not moving this truck anywhere until you pay me. I said... We- Mr. Jaspinder oh. Singh, did that happen? Yes. I um, keep saying that to bring... Babe. To pay my the money, but he told me that now you have to bring the truck first here, then I will pay you. How did you get the truck back? What ended up happening? You sent a friend who lives in the same community as him? Yes, which he refused. He said he will not give me the truck back. The only way he's going to give it the truck back if I pay him. And I said, you know, I will be able to. It's like he was holding the truck I, I, hostage. Yes, and, and that, that is that, exactly. And I have text messages to prove all of this. And that feels wrong, doesn't it? It did. Okay, how, did, how does it, it feel that you were holding his paycheck hostage? Um, how come when you that, do it, yes, it's I security, t- and when he does it, it's a hostage situation? <laughs> and we got to call I the FBI and stuff, right? <laughs> you know what's happening here, gentlemen? You're both playing Canis Mas Macho. Neither one of you wants to give this much because you don't trust the other guy. All right, so when you get right down to it, I do find that what you did, you did the wrong thing first, which was depriving him of his paycheck. Um, because you were afraid he'd nail you and you didn't want him to nail you. But he then wouldn't return your truck because he was afraid you'd nail him and he didn't want you to nail him. But at the end of the day, Mr. Singh, if you just get your paycheck and I don't award anything to Mr. Gupreet Singh for having to bring the truck back, then you for free didn't have to bring the truck back ever. And you had his truck hostage for how long? Only for two or three days. What are you talking then about? You were, wait, how can it be two or three days? I was able to get the position of the oh, truck from him. you called the police. But yes, I called had the police Ah, so you got, you, so then you, you moved the truck to a different location. Yes. Yes. Ah. Police officer, I had my keys from me, my stuff. I taken out my, all the stuff. I got it. I never so, Gurpreet, 
how do you pay your drivers? You figure it out by what mile? By what? Per mile. Per mile. So how much do you pay per mile? Uh, Fifty cents. That would be eleven hundred dollars to drive it from one place to the other. And frankly, although he should pay something for the for not having to go through that trouble, you should pay something for being the one who breached first. Yes, I understand. Yep. I find that the two of you are going to split that $1,100, which is the mileage from Indianapolis to Fresno. Therefore, each of you is going to pay $550. And by that, I mean that I'm going to deduct from your paycheck because you saved yourself an $1,100 trip to return the truck. And you know that. I'm going to deduct from your paycheck the $550, not the entire $1,100, because he doesn't have clean hands either. He has what we call in the law unclean hands by not paying you your paycheck. So normally, if you just kept his truck hostage because you felt like it and you didn't return it, I'd make you pay the entire $1,100. But, Jaspender, since it's clear that he... No, put your hand down. It's clear that he violated first... By not giving you your paycheck, I'm, uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make him pay the other 550 So that means that I'm ordering him to pay you in your paycheck minus the 550 which turns out to be $1,928.61. That's my verdict. Thank you, Judge. Mr. Gupreet Singh, let me ask you, are you okay with the outcome? Uh, you, you realize you did something wrong by not sending his I, check to him. What's your, yes, what's your I totally agree with the. Um, it's totally fine. I, I know I owed him the money. I just wanted to cover my cost of bringing the truck back, and I'm okay with the judgment. Well, thank you very much. All right, Jaspinder Singh, you okay with what you're going to get now? I don't really expect that because I just having a truck for two days, then he called the cop on me and took a truck from me. So she heard you, but that's her decision, sir. It cost you $500 out of that paycheck by not taking the truck back. Sorry about it, but that's her decision. All right, Harvey. So, Doug, going to court is one way of getting your money, but there is another way of doing it. In many states, there is a state labor commission, and these labor commissions monitor disputes often between employers and employees. And in a situation where an employer doesn't pay, you can go to the labor commission and you can file a complaint, and sometimes they can resolve the matter and even impose penalties on the employer if he doesn't pay over a certain period of time. That is an option of, instead of going to court. What is your most prized possession? Um, about 30 years ago, give or take, we went hiking on an overnight hiking trip in Colorado. I was in the stream and fly fishing when I saw this interesting rock. And I just kind of picked it up and rubbed a little dirt off it and shoved it into my waders and just kept fishing. And then later that evening, we were by the campfire and I, I washed it off, cleaned it up a bit, and it turned out to be a piece of petrified wood. And, and it might be three or 400 million years old, right, this, this thing. It's a reminder to me uh, also of us together when we were, before we were married, totally in love, like we are now. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> and every time I look at it, it reminds me of that hiking trip, you know? That's going to do it, folks. Tune in tomorrow for Judge Millian and me. We'll see you next time. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. 
or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.